Want to buy Bitcoin with your IRA? Don't waste your time on expensive IRA custodians. A strategy called a QRP is as easy as writing a check. Find out how. Text 44222 and type QRP book. That's one word. And get a free book that explains everything. Again, that's 44222 QRP book. One word. It's the easiest way to make Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies part of your retirement. Welcome to the future. You're listening to the Consensus Network. Consensus Network. Consensus Network. With Buck Joffrey. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Consensus Network Weekly Crypto News. Today is November 7th, 2018. Uh, the cryptocurrency market cap today is $220 billion. Now, that is actually up a little bit. It's uh, close to about 10% up from last week, if I remember correctly, or maybe maybe close, closer to about 7%. Uh, the Bitcoin price is also up. It's uh, on Coinbase right now. It's about $6,510, which again is up. Uh, of course, we don't know if that is again a short-term sort of movement or if this is uh, going to be uh, the beginning of a Bitcoin bull run. I mean, this is kind of getting a little boring in some ways, isn't it? A lot of sideways movement, but uh, but that is a... Uh, that's what happens uh, sometimes in markets. So uh, the headlines for today uh, include the SEC uh, uh, promises to publish ICO guidance, um, Apple censors Bitcoin podcast, and Bitcoin wins midterm elections. So all of these stories and more after we come back after these messages. Now, there isn't much more exciting than cryptocurrency, but there are old-fashioned ways of creating wealth outside of Wall Street that have been used by the wealthiest families in the world for generations. And that's what my other podcast is all about. It's called Wealth Formula Podcast. Now, if you've made a lot of money in crypto and don't know what to do next, this show might actually answer a lot of those questions, too. Again, it's Wealth Formula Podcast with me, Buck Joffrey. And uh, welcome back, everyone. So I'd like to start out by talking about the first story of the day, which is that the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, has promised to publish ICO guidance. ICO meaning initial coin offering. Uh, this is the phenomena that, that particularly in 2016 and 2017 was kind of crazy. People were raising literally millions and millions of dollars, billions of dollars on um, these so-called ICOs, which were basically a way to raise money for a given project. In theory, very great, you know, great idea, very efficient, leaves out the whole cost of the IPO. The downside was that there was a lot of scams going on, and that's when the SEC stepped in. And... Um, since the SEC stepped in and talked about how it was going to start regulating these things, you've effectively seen the elimination of ICOs um, in American projects and certainly uh, also the ability for Americans to participate in ICOs. So anyway, this week, a couple of days ago, actually, a high-ranking official at the SEC known as uh, William Hinman announced uh, that the SEC is planning to publish 
uh, clearer guidance regarding ICOs. So here's what he said. He said, if someone's offering an instrument for money or other consideration to a third party, and that party expects the offerer to generate a return or something that will increase the value of the coin or token, um, and there's an expectation of return, we're generally going to see that as a security offering. So, I mean, that sounds like pretty much any investment, right? I mean, you could say that probably, uh, you know, you could say that about Ethereum, right? You could say that about Bitcoin at this point. I don't see why not. But oddly enough, um, Hinman also said that Ethereum is not a security because it is sufficiently decentralized. So I think what he means by that is that there's not one company trying to make a profit. And also, I think what he's trying to get at here is that, um, is that you know, in a lot of these projects, there are these, you know, there's only, you know, there, there may be some people who got in early, the whales who, you know, have about 90% of the project. And as soon as some of the retail investors start coming in and the price starts pumping, the whales just basically can dump that and make a ton of money. And so I think that is effectively what they're trying to avoid. And when he's saying that Ethereum is sufficiently decentralized, the idea is that that can't really happen at this point because there's not a bunch of whales. I don't know if that's true or not. And also, especially for Bitcoin, I don't know if that's true. In reality, right now, I heard recently from a, a pretty good source that there's only um, probably about 3 million Bitcoin in actual trading circulation right now. Most of them are actually being hodled and, uh, and, and aren't moving anywhere. So, and there's a bunch of people who are Bitcoin um, billionaires and um, uh, you know, they'll probably eventually be trillionaires. But it, so the decentralization part of this is, a, a, I think it's an ongoing question about really what that even means. But it is, um, it's really confusing, but it's important to get this sorted out quickly because many blockchain projects um, have already left or are leaving the U.S. or planning to start somewhere completely different. Uh, you could have, you know, like Singapore or some of the other uh, European countries that are being very open about uh, and welcoming to these projects. And that leaves out not only us uh, benefiting from the economic advancement of these technologies. I mean, it's like basically like, you know, kind of pushing the Internet out of Silicon Valley almost, right? But it is also... Um, making it so that investors can't participate. I, you know, right now, the thing that's too bad about this is that the ICO is as much as they were, they had so many problems, you know, with these scams and stuff, it also sort of democratized investing. And now what you're seeing is projects in the U.S., uh, they basically have to go back and use old securities law, which basically means that the only people who can participate have, you know, a lot more money, you know, you have to be a quote unquote accredited investor. And, and in order to do that, you have to make multiple six figures or be worth a million bucks. And that is, you know, that's the law, but it is uh, sort of the uh, and anti uh, establishment, uh, the anti establishment ethos of blockchain and Bitcoin, it just doesn't seem to be congruent with that. Uh, anyway, on to the next, um, next story. Apple censors Bitcoin podcast. So Apple iTunes, now I don't even know if this is for sure what happened, but there's, um, there is some rumors that, uh, that they censored the crypto uh, podcast, uh, one of his episodes, 
Anthony Pompliano's off the chain after posting an interview with a Bitcoin maximalist named Murad Mamudov. Um, and I actually uh, listened to Pompliano and Pomp, and, uh, and it's a great podcast, by the way, so check that out. And uh, I listened to this podcast, and I, it, so what was interesting to me is that, um, you know, this wasn't like some kind of crazy podcast. I mean, this was a Bitcoin maximalist. Pomp made a big deal of it being the, you know, what he thought was the best argument for uh, Bitcoin ever. And I think that, you know, it was a great, it was thought provoking. It was really, but it was really not extreme in the sense of, you know, trying to get somebody to invest in something, et cetera. This was really an argument for, um, the Austrian School of Economics and how Bitcoin fits into that. So uh, when you consider how much junk is actually out there, um, it is pretty amazing to me that they would actually censor Pomp's episode. But if that happened, um, it's obviously not a good thing. And you know, you could argue that blockchain in general is an existential threat to iTunes and the Apple store. So perhaps who knows, maybe something did happen. Uh, next story is Jamie Dimon proclaims love for Bitcoin. Of course he didn't. Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan Chase says that Bitcoin is a fraud. And most recently asked about the last, uh, the most recent uh, 10 year anniversary of the Bitcoin white paper. Uh, said he did not, quote unquote, give a shit about it. Meanwhile, the blockchain uh, in general, the blockchain efforts of Chase uh, are, are obvious. Uh, they clearly see this as an existential threat to their existence. And all the while, after demonizing Bitcoin, et cetera, uh, it comes out this week that a former JP Morgan trader pleaded guilty to manipulating the U.S. metal markets for years. So John Edmonds, uh, who is the actual manipulator himself, worked for J.P. Morgan for 13 years um, and said for years he'd been uh, doing something called spoofing to manipulate the metals markets and his supervisors were of it, uh, aware of his actions. Now, of course, this is like standard stuff, right? Like, why are we even surprised? I'm not surprised. But the, the thing that I think is interesting to point out is the hypocrisy. Of course, uh, Jamie Dimon and, and Chase being so anti-blockchain uh, outwardly. And of course, the main sticking point of the Securities and Exchange Commission on allowing a Bitcoin ETF is that Bitcoin markets are apparently uh, easily manipulated, which over-the-counter trading arguably is not. So uh, it's just an example of more bank and government hypocrisy. Surprise, surprise, right? And finally, the uh, uh, the midterm the midterm elections the uh, for for Congress were last night, and Bitcoin won. Um, and what I'm talking about here is that the Democrats, uh, of course, took the House and the Republican Republicans took the Senate. That wasn't a big surprise. But one of the things of note was that for those of us who were Bitcoin and blockchain enthusiasts, that a couple of a couple of Bitcoin supporters got elected governor uh, in California. Gavin Newsom got elected comfortably and Newsom actually started accepting Bitcoin donations uh, as far back as 2014 for his campaign when Bitcoin was at around 500. 
Can you imagine if he had some of that left in the coffers? I mean, this guy'd be enough for, uh, enough for the next presidential election as well. Uh, and then in Colorado, uh, there was a lot of history made there. Uh, Democratic uh, uh, candidate Jared Polis defeated Republican Walker Stapleton. Now, not only is Polis the first openly gay governor, uh, but has also been long talking about the role of Bitcoin and blockchain technology in his state's future. He says he wants to make Colorado the hub of all crypto, all things crypto. So anyway, I think that um, Jared Paulus is a wise man indeed. And, and I got to tell you, I'm just uh, very curious what's going to happen with that Colorado economy. I mean, they were the first on the cannabis thing too, um, but it is a fascinating story. But that is about it for this week. I have to tell you, I mean, generally speaking, the uh, the news in the crypto world is pretty pretty flat right now. There's not a whole lot going on on a you know daily or weekly basis. But we do have some big things coming up, as you know. Uh, Bakht will start uh, B A K K T. We'll start trading uh, Bitcoin futures uh, that are physically held in in, in mid December. So. You know, it'll be curious to see what that does to the market. In the short term, we have a lot of, you know, uh, traders like this week we had on Tyler Jenks uh, on the show who think that there is a, a tremendous amount of, of uh, volatility still ahead, including potential a significant, significant dips in the price of Bitcoin. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. It is an ongoing uh, question of what's going to happen, and it keeps it interesting, right? So anyway, I want to also use this opportunity to point out that you can uh, participate in Consensus Network on our weekly shows. We have a Q&A um, session every show after the interview. Uh, as I mentioned this week, we had Tyler Jenks. We've had some really interesting people, Mance Harmon from Hedera Hashgraph. Uh, we had Malcolm Cassell from Wax. Uh, we've got some really interesting people coming up in the next few weeks. So check that out along with participating by submitting your questions by going to consensusnetwork.io or simply uh, send me an email at info at consensusnetwork.io. Again, that's info at consensusnetwork.io. That's it for me this week on the Consensus Network Weekly crypto currency news. Uh, this is Buck Joffrey signing off.